hello everyone. Come one, come all, it's the fall. It's officially November 7th, 2023. Welcome to another MMCU, aka Monday Morning Cash Up. Once more, you may realize it is not Monday, it is in fact Tuesday. This is going to be a running joke, maybe? We just sit here and laugh at how the, uh, the Ginger CM doesn't actually put out something on Monday mornings. Point and laugh. It's okay. I've been, it's been happening all my life. I'm just used to it now. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, man. We can unpack some traumas there, right? We've got, all got some. You know, I was a uh, big-eared, pale-faced, freckled ginger growing up. You can, you can imagine how that was. But we persevere, right? We move on. We feel good about our lives. And I'm here now, and I'm happy to be talking to you. So, without further ado, you've heard enough about me, of me, from me, probably. Uh, let's go right into some of the robot cash news, because... Do you want to hear about how hot it is in L.A. once more? No. You might be somewhere where it's cold, and that might be a terrible thing to talk about how I don't really want to even go for a walk today on November 7th, 2023, because it's too warm outside. But I won't talk about that, right? <laughs> so uh, what do we got going on at Robot Cash? Well, we have a, uh, how do I say this? A and our autumn sale. Why can't I talk? It's I, I'm good. I'm like talking on the phone before I get here. And then I hit record and then I just turn into a blubbering fool. Oh, boy. All right. So, we do have an autumn sale going on, and there are a lot of good games here. Um, the ones that uh, stand out to me, Deep Sky Derelicts, uh, great turn-based combat, Darksiders Genesis. Look, you can buy Darksiders Genesis for only 750 iron, uh, $7.50. It's a fantastic co-op game. Play that one. Buy it. Darksiders 3, Darksiders uh, 2... Uh, we have a bunch more on there, Before Your Eyes, which has won lots of awards. It's a game that you play, you have a webcam hooked up, and every time you blink, it advances the story. It's about, you know, how a life passes in the blink of an eye, that type of thing. Great stuff. Um, there's also, I'm going through the list, Desperados 3. If you're at all a fan of Westerns, buy it. If you're a fan of Real-Time Tactics, buy it. If you're a fan of both, buy it. For sure. Uh, I think you'd be really missing out. Uh, Destroy All Humans are on sale again. Uh, Expeditions Rome is a great turn-based tactical game. Uh, Diluvian Ultra, of course. Uh, what else we got here? Um, Forgive Me Father 2, which just came out, is already on sale. Uh, a game called Gardenia, which is this first-person kind of, uh, obviously, gardening game. It's really cozy. It's about exploration. Drink of my tea, uh, Earl Grey, if you're asking. Uh, Homestead Arcana, which is like, I guess, I don't want to say Harry Potter, but like that type of witches and wizardry mixed with building your house and crops and all that. That came out this year. That's on sale. That's only 999 iron. And then there's all the uh, Men of War games, uh, Metro's on sale. Anyway, lots of games. Check it out. Uh, it's a big sale for us. Um, do pick a few up. And remember, with Robot Cash, you can buy and sell your games. So keep that in mind when you buy anything. 
Um, other things going on. Uh, I know a couple of people have pinged me where the podcasts or where the interviews, uh, taking a little bit of a break from that. It's just, uh, it takes a lot to, I'm a one man show over here, quite literally, uh, reaching out to people, uh, formulating the questions, recording it, producing it, editing it, all that. Uh, just really trying to get into some, like I've been saying every week some 2023 and 2024 planning and figuring out some interesting partnerships, uh, things that are happening. So give me a break. Give, give me a break, man. i got a lot to do. <laughs> uh, but things are good. Um, okay, so there's a few news items I want to get into this week. Uh, if you've been liking the news items or our perspective on it, feel free to let us know. Say, hey, that ginger guy, what a lovely voice. What a friendly man. I really enjoy his news. He should keep doing that. Or maybe not. Maybe say that. But uh, say it loud. Say it proud. Say you like this ginger. Say um, he should still do uh, news on the podcast. Because I like this. I used to run a... I used to have a class. Uh, it was called the Art History and Culture of Video Games. And it was at a music school. And one of the things that we did every... I think it was a three-hour class, once or twice a week. Um, first half of the class was a lot about news items and understanding the culture of video games. And I think one of the best things you can do, whether it's games or not, is to read the news, see how the ebb and flow of these things happen, see how media reports things, see maybe what isn't reported. Um, but then also, you know, the growth, the setbacks, that type of thing. The ongoing news, all that stuff. And then... Uh, I used to run a mailing list when I was at uh, Edelman, an agency, and um, we had hundreds of people on that where we talked about just gaming news every day. So I can't, I can't get rid of this. I can't get rid of this side of me. So as long as I'm here, you're gonna have to grin and bear this. Okay. So uh, the first thing I want to talk about was this article. Um, I can't get much into who it's about, but let's just say it's about. Crypto and NFT games are still launching on platforms despite an ongoing ban. And I think that's really interesting because why would you outright ban um, like blockchain games or NFT-based games? Uh, is it because of the uh, culture around it, the mainstream culture? Or is it about the lack of good implementation and the way it's tying to games either way uh this is something that i think um the future is going to be brighter for how can i say that but i do think that we're we're as you know we're a company that run on the blockchain uh a lot of people have gotten mad at us a lot of people have reached out to me and said what are you doing working for a blockchain company <laughs> um and uh, if you're an investor in us, I'm sure you've faced kind of the same opposition a little bit. People saying, this thing is stupid. Uh, there's no use. Why are you doing this? And I've explained it on many podcasts. So, yeah, um, I'm just really kind of... Uh, so, anyway, I digress. It's just a little exhausting sometimes when the industry you love acts a little bit... Um, how do we say it? Out of pocket? <laughs> or unreasonably... Uh, I don't think there's any reason to hate blockchain as a concept. You know what it is, though? I've explained this before, maybe. 
uh, we've been here before with the game, gaming universe. Uh, everybody hated uh, DLC. Everybody hated web games, uh, mobile games. There are these transitional periods that we constantly go through, and I'm really happy to be a part of this new idea and be at the forefront of it. So I'm very excited about what's happening in the blockchain gaming world. It's going to be really cool. I've just... As uh, we said in the Casper <laughs> podcast one time, uh, we, it, it's about the games. It's about utilization. Uh, DLC for a game isn't necessarily bad. Uh, it can be bad if, if, if it doesn't add any value to the game. It can be bad if uh, it costs too much. It's up to the end user to decide what that value is. Um, and it's up to us as well uh, to make sure that blockchain is worthwhile. Um, I think I think a lot of mobile games get a bad rep too because people talk about oh that's a terrible place to game for some people it's exactly where they need to game and blockchain gaming and web 3 is exactly where some other people need to be gaming and it's probably going to be a bit more ubiquitous than people anticipate For I for one love the idea of owning the things I buy including in-game items I am very bullish on that. I hope you are too. I hope right now you are nodding. You're like, this guy is rambling. He's saying everything I like today. Cool. I'm glad we can have that relationship. Thank you. Thank you for nodding. Okay. So, um, this actually stopped recording. One second. A uh, computer had an error. So, forgive me if I say this twice. We're not editing. Why would we edit, right? It's a busy day. So, okay. The... People from Kotaku, it says, for former Kotaku staffers launch independent game and culture website called Aftermath. The worker-owned publication was co-founded by Nathan Grayson, Gita Jackson, Riley McLeod, and Luke Plunkett. So from one startup to another, we all wish them good luck with that. Uh, I think uh, there's also some recent departures at The Escapist, uh, Yahtzee, of zero punctuation fame and some other folks left over there and they're starting their own place and what is it called again i think it's called second wind i believe so also good luck to them i don't know the circumstances of why anyone departed but like i said from uh, one startup to another we wish you the absolute best and especially in this economy so good luck everyone now, there's another article that I really, really wanted to share. Uh, this is one. This one is from GameDeveloper.com. It says Frostpunk 2 leans into the human experience of a city builder. Um, it says the subheadline is the developers at 11-bit studios explain how the intense sequel emphasizes the stories players build alongside their city. So if you didn't play Frostpunk 1, it was a post-apocalyptic. Uh, strategy city builder game uh that it's the apocalypse and uh it's everything's getting real cold and you have to make some hard decisions as a leader of these people like are you going to enforce child labor or are you going to put uh sawdust in food so that it becomes more filling and are you going to embrace religion are you going to do all these different things it's fantastic i i think i beat it in one or two sittings and it's a long game, and <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, it was great. I can't wait for the sequel. I think it comes out this year or next year, but here is a little segment of the article I wanted to share. 
So it says, in this demo, we saw the consequence of putting the city's children in menial jobs to shoulder the burden of adults in similar posi positions. This resulted in an accident in a bio-waste hothouse used for fuel processing, leading to several child workers catching dysentery. Shout out to Oregon Trail. The news of this outbreak upset the townspeople, especially the engineer and technocrat factions who wish for children to remain in school to prepare for the city's future differently. So that's going to be coming out really cool. Hopefully it uh, expands on that type of the moral choice element of the game that so many love so dearly. It sounds like it did. Uh, very exciting. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, some other articles that I wanted to share. Um, this one says, Altagram to update Warcraft Rumble credits after omitting translators. Uh, I don't think anyone ever intentionally omits people, although... Fortunately, I've heard of it happening with uh, departures at game studios that are not, um, let's say, respected. Uh, people have been omitted before in that. It's, it, it does happen, but in terms of omitting translators, really doubtful that was intentional. Uh, really cool to see, though, and I want to say that because there's a, there's been a long ongoing debate about proper uh, crediting of people. Uh, I haven't been credited on over... 12 15 maybe 20 games that i worked on as a tester and working at an agency and i i i get a little sad sometimes that i can't go to my moby games and flex a big uh credit list uh but you know you spend a lot of hard work on something and you would like the credit uh it's neither here nor there but i think the industry is finally righting some of those wrongs especially from agency folks and shout out to the people at Activision who made it a point to include me on some of those games. Um, they had to go to the extra mile and they had to raise their hand and push it forward. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, another one is the... Another article, I mean, is Nintendo raises fiscal forecast after Switch tops 132 million lifetime sales. But Kyle, why are you applauding Nintendo right now? Aren't you a PC games platform? Or aren't they kind of technically your rival in a way? Uh, I guess they could be. And if you're an investor, uh, I'm sorry, I guess. But I think in this industry, while things are in such a downturn, there's layoffs happening every week. We really have to embrace these successes. And 132 million lifetime sales of the Switch is really incredible. It's, uh, I think, 20 million now, short of the PlayStation 2 record. Uh, as the best-selling console of all time. So that's pretty cool. Really, really exci excited and happy for Nintendo. And a bit of trivia you may not know about Nintendo, but when times are tough in the past, they have reduced... I think it was Iwata-san specifically came out and reduced his pay to help reduce the amount of layoffs that the company would face. So great. Really cool to see. Um, we need some... We need some bright lights of hope right now with all the layoffs going on. All right, so here's another one. It says, PlayStation is losing the reason its share button exists. And I thought this was a really interesting article at Kotaku because they, they're they no longer... It's basically around uh, the PlayStation share button no longer pushing to Twitter. And there is a really astute observation later in this. Um, it says in this article... Uh, give me a second. Do, do, do. Uh, where is it? 
Twitter was one of the main uh, social media platforms alongside Facebook and YouTube that the PS4 directly connected to when its new sharing feature first debuted back in 2013. There was an entirely new button on the DualShock 4 dedicated just to capturing images and quickly flinging them across the internet. The ease with which secrets, secret, uh, secrets, spoilers, exploits, glitches, and all kinds of other gameplay discoveries could be instantly shared completely changed how people played games and talked about them. And it really did. It really did. Um, I love this, what they wrote. Uh, who wrote this? Who wrote this one? Ethan Gack. Okay, nice job, Ethan. Uh, this is a great little paragraph. It won't be impossible to keep sharing game moments to social media when Twitter integration ends later this month. But it's another reminder that the current internet is dying. YouTube is a pain and Facebook is, well, Facebook. Neither facilitate the constantly updating wire service like feed Twitter once embodied. The best way to get images of your PS5 and PS4 now is to have them automatically sync with Sony's dedicated PlayStation app. From there, you can repost them to one of Twitter's many new clones, make a video on TikTok, or send them to your favorite Discord server. And that is adding an additional step, and I get why Sony might want to do that too, but, you know, it's just... Uh, this is uh, uh, that time in the gaming industry when things are going to be shifting a little bit and pour one out, I guess. Um, here's Last week we talked a little bit about preservation. Here's another um, article at Kotaku. It says, Modern Warfare 3 and Starfield an ob highlight an obnoxious trend. And it says, Are you getting sick of needing to clear out storage devices for the latest game yet? Uh, it's by Claire Jackson. And the article goes into kind of the general size of game downloads that are there. And I'm not going to chastise on that. I'm not going to talk about how game downloads need to be smaller because I don't know how any of that works. Um, I think there's something to be said, though, about game preservation, which this article gets into a little bit more because uh, we won't have the discs versions of these things. You know, what if you buy a game digitally sometimes? And you can't get it. And, um, you know, that's one thing with the blockchain that we're trying to do is add a little bit more preservation, add a little bit more ownership. Maybe a game does get taken off. But, you know, hypothetically, you still have the the rights to that. And you could buy and sell that. That's one of the reasons why I love this company so much. Sorry, drinking my tea again. Some more Earl Grey. Uh, the other stuff here, I think it... It, it really kind of shows us how we've become digital hoarders a little bit, or maybe it's less digital hoarding, and maybe it's a little bit more about how we want to play what we want when we want it. Uh, we talked to the uh, fast the Rocket Fast Start guys a little bit about how gaming doesn't have its Netflix comparison. You can't go onto whatever game service you have or even to your library and play what you want without downloading it. And the context of that was, what if you had to do that with something like, uh, you know, movies? If you want to sit down and watch something with your significant other, uh, you'd have to download the entire movie before you start watching it. We don't live in that world. But, you know, maybe you might want to play uh, Modern Warfare 3, or in my case, Chivalry or Street Fighter to get that competitive itch on a weekend, do you really want to let that 20 to 50 to 150 gigabytes sitting there on your hard drive uh, to go back and forth? Do hard drive sizes need to increase? Do the game sizes need to decrease? Uh, what do you think about that? I think it's, uh, it's an interesting predicament we find ourselves in right now. But are we also hoarders? I think a little bit. If you saw my hard drives on every platform, they're just packed. 
packed of content that I either have sampled, not sampled yet, or should eventually finish, but I don't because I don't want to say goodbye. And Red Dead is my favorite game, and I still haven't seen the final, final ending to that game because I don't want to say goodbye. <sighs> okay, a couple more news items here. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I put an article in the Discord about uh, how Alienware built a gigantic 16-foot mechanical keyboard, and you can actually use it, and they had it at the Dota International, and they wanted, you know, they had people play Dota on that, which is hilarious. Uh, what games would you play first? Me, it would be a rhythm game. I would jump on that, and I would, like, alternate between A and D for some games, I think, for some rhythm games. Is that it? Uh, maybe. All right, last article here. This is one of... <laughs> I saved this for last. I love this one. This is why we're gamers. It says, Baldur's Gate 3 lets you use sausages as weapons. So, of course... One audacious player built a dual-wielding Salami Mancer ready to take on the game's hardest difficulty. Shout out to you. Shout out to the brilliance of video games. That's why I do this. That's why I'm in this industry. It's little things like that. It's not about, it's not about the money. It's not about making children smile. No, it is about making kids smile a lot of the time. But it's about dual-wielding salamis. And I guess there's phrasing there, so my apologies. <laughs> All right, so that's the episode for today. Uh, we we actually do have two episodes in the can right now. We have the Josh Barnett video. It's ready. Uh, finalizing the James Swallow writing one. Uh, that's going to be ready soon, too. Uh, we're going to kick off uh, kind of like a new season of the interview series. Uh, hopefully we can do more video. Uh, it's very enjoyable. Um, I think uh, there's a lot that people say with their body in video, and we'll we'll start to do that. If you wanted me to do more of these types of things in video, we can do that. I am here to serve you. So you tell me what more you want to see from Robot Cash besides more games. We know that. We absolutely know that. Besides, uh, you know, updated many different things, we know that. Just... What can I, this humble community community manager, do for you? Just just let me know. Do you want to see uh, some gameplay sessions, some things on Twitch? We can do that. We can do that. All right. Well, uh, it is the holiday season, I guess-ish, officially. Uh, be good to each other out there. It's, uh, it's a tough time for a lot of people. Um, try not to rub it in too many people's faces. If... Uh, Okay, I'm just going to be honest. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of layoffs on LinkedIn recently. And then I see a lot of people, a lot of like CEO level people sometimes flexing their wealth. Don't do that. Don't do that, okay? All right. Let's be cognizant of each other. Let's be a great community. Uh, thank you for everything, everybody. Uh,